Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi guys, welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I'm going to talk about treatment-resistant depression, which many of my clients have experienced. I experienced that myself. Um, So treatment-resistant depression is like a fancy way of saying you're one of the many people that don't respond to medication easily, which is like so many people because side effects have, um, you know, make things hard for you. You're sensitive. You end up with sexual side effects or weight gain or fatigue or you end up feeling even worse. You go into a manic phase or whatever the hell or your stomach hurts. You can't sleep. A million different side effects. If you've been here, you know what I'm talking about. And therapy only works so much. There's a lot of biological genetic component. So while I'm a huge proponent of therapy, like the best case scenario is a holistic approach where, yeah, you're working on making your life better and identifying and getting out of stuck places in your thinking due to the depression and other issues such as your family of origin issues, your marriage, whatever. But there are also other ways to deal with depression because depression can feel extremely hopeless. It can feel like everything that you try doesn't work. And, you know, many of us have tried many medications that didn't work. Sometimes they do. Um, Sometimes they stop. Sometimes they do and then they stop. Sometimes you go off it for another reason, like you get pregnant or something, or you're um, having side effects, and then you go back on the same thing that worked or mostly worked, and then it doesn't work anymore. So there's like a lot of different reasons that people get really fed up with medications. Now, of course, medications work for many, and try it. Like, try a medication Go speak with a psychiatrist and um, try medications. You know, if they um, work for you, then you're in the lucky, lucky percent, you know. But then this is for other people where that doesn't work. So what are some other things that you can do when you're depressed besides therapy and medication? Uh, Well, the first one applies to a lot of women in particular. If you have seasonal affective depression, many people swear by a light box. And this is just like a big light. And and, and there's also lights that can turn on to simulate dawn, dawn simulators. And it basically tricks your body into thinking that it's warm weather and it's longer days when it's not. So you could find a lot of interesting information about light boxes on the internet. And um, don't, um, you know, don't spend like a million dollars without looking at like reviews of something because some of these are a couple hundred bucks. But a lot of people swear by these because they help with seasonal affective depression, which particularly is relevant for many women. The next one is exercise. So this sucks because the last thing you feel like doing when you're depressed is exercising. 
but a lot of research shows that exercise can help depression and particularly strenuous exercise can really help, which, you know, kind of sucks for those of us who feel too tired to do that when we're depressed, but even moderate exercise can help. It also makes you feel better about yourself for just fucking going, you know, and like pushing through. So even if your actual exercise routine is nothing to write home about, the fact that you got to the gym when you feel like garbage is something to be proud of. The next one is something that I talk about a lot, hormones. Hormones are massively implicated in depression. Low T can make a man feel depressed, tired, and just not like himself. Uh, No libido, no ability to exercise, no positivity, no even, no, no like competitive drive, nothing. And testosterone can be big for women too. I've talked about this. Testosterone can... Um, is implicated in both male and female libido and mood. So a functional medicine or integrative doctor can really help you figure this stuff out, whether it's testosterone or for women, estrogen and progesterone both have large impacts on mood. Sometimes going off birth control can help mood. That's happened for a lot of my clients. They have like no sex drive and they're kind of depressed all the time. Then they go off birth control. And then there's other clients who have PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, where you feel terribly depressed right before your period or for a week or even two weeks before your period. And they feel a lot better on birth control. So I'm not a medical doctor. You got to go talk to one though. You know, hopefully a psychiatrist who specializes in these matters and a functional medicine doctor who thinks outside the box, right? Google functional medicine doctor. It just means somebody more holistic and uh, that, that uses different approaches, you know, that, that looks at the whole person versus just prescribing you a medication. The next one is TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation. So you sit in the, I've done this, you sit in a chair and this big thing with a magnet, a helmet type of thing circles around your head and um, a lot of people say it makes them feel better. I think it made me feel better too, but as is the case with many people, at the same time I was pursuing other avenues, you know, at that point it was hormonal stuff, I think, so I'm not exactly sure what made me feel better. Then it hit spring, so I felt better anyway. So, you know, you never know. Again, all of these things are things that have had empirical support in the literature that make people feel better. Uh, Meditation. Meditation, um, you can read the book wherever you go, there you are. I'll link to that. There are many, many studies showing that meditation helps with depression. So mindfulness meditation, yoga, any form of meditation can slow down your brain and really promote a sense of well-being, calmness, acceptance, and so forth. Now, dietary changes are also big. You know, if some people are very responsive to what they eat. If you're a highly sensitive person, you probably are also. So if you're drinking too much caffeine, if you have too much sugar and processed foods in in your diet and those don't make you feel good, you know, I mean, you you know if this is you or not by, by this point in your life, probably, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who get headaches from eating like shit and who feel depressed, down, and just blah when they do not have enough healthy foods in their diet or when they're not making time to eat regularly. So diet is a big one, and you can work with a nutritionist if you really think that this is kind of an out-of-control area for you, you know? 
Um, the next one, changing your schedule. So, I mean, why make things worse when you're depressed, right? I mean, why, if, if you are somebody who's tired in the evening, but somehow, like, you've decided to, you know, have your clients in the evening, for example, if you're, like, in my profession, stop. Try to work with your natural rhythms, your natural circadian rhythm. If you, if you for example, can only exercise in the morning because that's when you have your energy, but then somehow you never prioritize you getting out and doing that and instead you do everything for everybody else all morning, then why? You're, in the long run, you're not helping yourself or your family. You need to prioritize a type of schedule that works for you. Another one is massage. Massage has been shown to have real positive effects on mood. Some people do not like professional massage. I don't like professional massage. Maybe your partner can do it. I'm lucky my partner does it. Your partner will do it if it puts you in a good mood, usually. If they don't, you can refer back to like all of my one zillion articles on like why they shouldn't be selfish. <laughs> um, but anyhow, massage and touch in general can be very helpful for people with depression if that is their love language. This has been shown, I mean, this soothes all mammals, positive touch. That's why they, you know, even in the, in the NICU, you know, they want babies to, to have touch that helps them grow. Next, scheduling positive things in your life. So particularly for women who suffer from atypical depression more commonly, which isn't atypical at all, but is, um, it means a type of depression, more common in women and more common with bipolar depression, where you feel very fatigued, you overeat, you oversleep, you're rejection sensitive, and you respond to positive events in your life with an uptick in your mood. So you have a temporary uptick in response to positive events. It goes back down, but unlike melancholic depression, where you're just kind of sitting there staring at the wall, um, in atypical depression, again, more common in women, your mood does rise temporarily in response to positive events. So guess what? You can use this knowledge and schedule yourself some positive events. So like seeing friends, even if you think that you won't want to, or getting yourself a manicure pedicure, or going out to eat if that's what you like to do, or buying yourself a book on Kindle instead of waiting for five years to get it on hold from the library. You know, whatever a positive thing is that could increase your mood temporarily. Now, on a deeper level, figuring out a new purpose in life. Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, the father of existential uh, psychotherapy, um, talks about the importance of finding meaning in your life. You cannot always make yourself happy. You know, he wrote that book in notes when he was in Auschwitz. So, you know, he wasn't super happy. But he found meaning in his life. And if you honestly are just wired to be depressed, this does not have to be the death sentence that you think it is. You can still lead a meaningful life alongside your depression. If you are somebody who struggles with depression, but you still get up and make a difference, whether that's in your family's life or in other people's lives, helping, volunteering, anything. You can feel proud of that. You can feel prouder than you would be able to if you just felt awesome all day and were bounding around with limitless energy and everything was easy. When everything is not easy, then you really, really can be proud of yourself for doing it anyway. 
So if you feel like shit, but you still play a board game with your kid, well, that's really, really good. You know what? And even if you're so depressed that you're barely present when you're doing it, you know you did it. Take a picture of it. It'll come up in your Facebook memories from last year when it's next year. And you could say, you know what? Even though I felt like such trash, I still tried to be a good parent. Same with finding meaning in your work or in your marriage or as a friend, sibling, uh, adult child, whatever it is. So listen, every day new things come out on the market, new types of medication. I mean, I just read this book. I could link you to it. So interesting by Deuce. You remember Deuce? um, She's a mommy blogger, one of the major mommy bloggers. Um, Heather something. I'll link to it. Um... And she just like wrote this memoir about she had uh, terrible, debilitating, suicidal depression. And now there, she was in a research study where they took her down into basically a coma for 15 minutes, 10 times over the course of many months, and it resolved her intractable depression. It's similar to ECT, which is, you know, the electroshock therapy, but it didn't lead to memory loss. So like they haven't come out with this for mainstream people yet, but they will. It's only a matter of time. Look what they're using now, ketamine. They're using all sorts of different things to, you know, make people feel better that we didn't even know about. Science marches inexorably forward. And that is something to, to really count on. It's hard to think I will never feel better. But If you can get outside yourself for a second, there's two ways to reframe that that can be comforting. A, you don't have to feel better to be a meaningful member of society and to be somebody that um, does good things that you are proud of. That doesn't have to happen with you having a good mood. It doesn't have to. It would be nice, but it doesn't have to, right? You could still lead a very meaningful life. And secondly, practically speaking, every Today, scientists are working on other ways to cure depression. This is, I mean, even just for the money alone. I mean, shit, uh, this is a, a cash cow to find an antidepressant or some, something that actually works. Money's a tremendous motivator. So the tides of change will press on and on. And within a year, two years, there may be the thing come that, that, that helps you. You know, you never know. So don't let yourself get hopeless. That's very dangerous. Do not let yourself get hopeless. Now, if you do find yourself feeling hopeless about your depression, you can also work on it in therapy, that very hopeless feeling, because as I said, there are practical reasons that you don't have to be hopeless. There could be something that comes out tomorrow that helps you and cures your depression, right? I mean, this is like, like diabetics all used to die before there was insulin. Then they came up with insulin, but the day before they came up with insulin, nobody knew it was going to happen. That could be what's happening today and tomorrow could be when the medication or the, the, the whatever protocol is that, that's going to work for you is made available to the public. Now, if you ever do have the opportunity to be in any sort of drug study, 
you know, like this woman was with this study of these things. That's also something that many people try that gives them some kind of hope and also makes them feel good about, um, you know, being part of science. I've never had the opportunity to do that, but I mean, it is something that some of my clients have sometimes done, you know, so that is also an option. You could see what sorts of uh, treatment studies are going on near you and clinical trials. There are always new things coming out. There's also you know, your life changes. Something that is a stage that's really, really hard, like for example, postpartum depression. There are some people, many people whose postpartum depression just passes. It just goes away. One day they look up and they feel better. And then they look back and they realize it was postpartum depression. And it's the same thing when you're dealing with another difficult situation like raising teenagers or the death of a parent or a spouse being ill or divorce. These situations can plunge you into what feels like a depression that will never go away, but it does. It can go away because the situation changes. So that would be more situational depression, which is, of course, going to feel worse when it's against a backdrop of genetic depression. You know if your parents tended toward depression. If they're just real miserable, have, you know, frowns on all the time, then they weren't diagnosed, but, you know, it's likely. And so then you're fighting against, and then you're parented by them too, right? I mean, most of us are not adopted. And if you're adopted, you got other problems, right? That could lead to depression too. So nobody's immune. But in the people who are raised by parents who are genetically depressed, who, who, parents who are depressed, not only you have the genetic part, but then you're raised by these same people. So on the nature end and the nurture end, you were raised to be depressed. So you deserve to try, this isn't your fault. How could it be otherwise than to be depressed when you have depressed parents who raised you, right? So you deserve to give yourself all the options that you would give your kid if your kid was depressed. You should be seeing a psychiatrist. You should be seeing a functional medicine doctor. You should be seeing a therapist. You should be reading new things. You should be Googling every so often about medications or treatments for depression. Never give up hope. And you can live a very meaningful life even if you feel like shit. You will not always feel like shit. Very few people never go into remission. Depression is very cyclical. It doesn't feel like it when you're in it. It feels like you'll never get out of it. I know that. But it, isn't, it, it is not the case. It's really not the case. And if you can live a life that you're proud of despite being depressed, then you are really, really doing something meaningful, something you could be proud of. And when your children are old enough and you say, I was so depressed that whole time, but I tried very, very hard, then they're going to they're gonna be proud of you too and they're going to be appreciative that you did not um, just give up, right, and just lay in bed. So if you are currently, by the way, just laying in bed, then this is no uh, referendum on you. Things have gotten bad for you. So this is the point at which you would call a psychiatrist, a therapist, and all of the things that I say, right? There, there are like emergency ways out of this too. Some people go inpatient, right? So they, have, they, they get into um, a hospital or, a, or almost a rehab setting where, where they kind of can go in for like a week or a month and deal with things. But usually uh, most of the people I deal with, I'm in private practice, people don't get to that point. There's nothing wrong with getting to that point. If this is you, then you would talk to your psychiatrist or your therapist about what's an inpatient option near you, right? Um, 
So this this podcast was meant to be kind of a practical look at what it is like to have treatment-resistant depression and all of the options that are open to you, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time. I know that. But don't get mired in hopelessness. That That's the worst. You can lead a meaningful life where you are still always trying to work on your depression. Okay? So that's my public service announcement for today. And please subscribe and write in with topic ideas. And I hope everybody has a great day. Bye-bye.